I don't know how it will play out in uh, November, but what we know is that we will end up with many more unemployed and uh, particularly also people in the grey economy which are not counted for uh, who lose their jobs. So we will see definitely a lot of anger uh, already now but probably increase by the end of the year uh, because this crisis will be with us until we really have found a remedy. So um, we have to prepare for a more angry world and uh, how to prepare? Uh, it means to take the necessary action to create a fairer world, um, to see that uh, we provide everybody with uh, decent access to the health system, um, that we make sure that those people uh, who are really left behind, uh, and I'm not speaking only on national levels, I'm speaking also internationally, if I see now uh, the tragedy in some of the emerging countries like South Africa, like some countries in East Asia. I think it's all, uh, I, I don't have too many remedies. The, the remedies have to be discussed through dialogue by the stakeholders of our global system, but um, I just see the need for such a dialogue and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. Riders on the storm Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown Like a dog without a bone And hack we're out alone Riders on the storm There's a killer on the road his brain is squirming like a toad Take a long holiday Let your children play If you give this man a ride Sweet family will die Killer on the road Yeah can't remember if he died at 24, 27, 27, I think. I think, okay, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he died of a drug overdose. And I think there was two other people who died at the same time, or at the same age, around the same time. Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. I think it was because there was, it was three J's. I think. And then there's always this, I think there's a story that I heard about all three of them dying and all three of them had a white lighter in their pocket. I don't know what the, the merit of that is, uh, but it's a thing. I remember people used to say, and also, I don't know if this was directly correlated or if it just added to the, you know, added to the theory of white lighters are apparently bad luck. They say that people who have white lighters and keep them on them, they're inevitable for a demise of some sort. <clears throat> I don't know if that speaks exclusive to, like, dying of heroin overdose, but, you know. 
Needless to say, if you're banging up heroin, you probably shouldn't be using a white lighter. Uh, yeah, welcome to Organic Poison episode. I don't know. I have to go back and count them. Like every like handful of episodes, I just go back to Spotify and I scroll down and count them. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm pretty sure that since I've started doing this podcast, like we're probably at 59. This would be episode 59. Um, and I imagine we're probably, I have probably done about 64, 65 episodes. Some of them have been taken off. Uh, you wouldn't know that though, would you? No, I'm just joking. I've only, one of them ended up being like screwed up because it was earlier on and all the way through it, you could hear because the phone. <laughs> and uh, one of them was pretty crazy. I'm not going to say. Oh, actually, it wasn't that crazy, but it was like a an odd request because it was because uh, someone was trying to get a, a specific job and they were talking crazy shit. Nothing, you know, that would get you banned from the internet or anything, but we were just, you know how it gets on organic poison. We like to get a little crazy every now and then, me and the boys. But, uh, you know, there have been some really good episodes on this show. If you go back and listen to any of the episodes with me and Timothy Watkins, man, usually it's hard not to get to laughing. I'm pretty sure there was one of those episodes that we were actually uh, drinking uh, some beer while we were recording. There's been a few of those episodes, but... Particularly one of the ones where I was with Tim and man, by the end of the episode, it was just monotony, just chaos and ignorance, but a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of interesting conversations been had on here. Episode 50 was my brother. That wasn't too far ago. You guys should go back and listen to that one. Um, you know, you don't have to, but it's pretty cool. There's a lot of good old episodes, but for a lot of you guys, you've been here the whole time. You guys have been rocking with me. Some of you guys have gone back. I've had a few people that have told me that when they started listening, they're like, man, I've been going back and listening to old episodes. This shit's funny. So I, it's and it's always funny when people say it's funny, but I guess I'm so used to hearing myself talk. I'm not necessarily saying that I, I'm funny. It could be my guests that are funny, but I think that it's it, – I'm obsessed with listening to my friends on podcasts or, you know, whether they're doing like an actual themed podcast or if they're doing something like what I'm doing, like whatever this is. Uh, I like hearing it because you get to hear their personality and you know that other people are getting to hear it too. And it's just interesting to see them on display because when I was younger, I played music. I had a lot of friends that didn't play music or they like wanted to or whatever and it was like, ah, you know, it's like, well, I don't know what to do. But when it came to doing the podcast stuff, I'm like, I'll tell all my friends, it's like, I know you. I want the rest of the world to know you. And I think anybody who actually applies himself in a, a, a pretty, pretty aggressive manner or, you know, applies himself in the least, they can get some plays and they can, you never know, they could do some crazy shit. Especially if you're serious about it. Uh, and this is coming from someone, uh, who is serious about it, but hasn't really done much with it, but gets some followers and a lot of feedback. So, hell yeah. And I've got, I've got, I've gotten some financial money to put back into my music and my podcast. I've raised some money, probably more. I have raised more money, which is not a whole bunch, but I have had some very generous people who have contributed over a span of time since the podcast started it. And 
I've made that I've got paid more doing that just than I have uh than I ever did playing in uh bands. Like personal money, which to be fair, I I use that money for I used a lot of it for different things, particularly reg- regarding paying for Zoom and I've used it to for recording time in the past. I've I used it for mixing a lot. It's like all of it just goes back into the the fund and it's nice to be able to do that because it does take time to record it does take time to focus or whatever especially you know if i got paid seven hundred thousand dollars an hour to make podcasts then i would definitely make podcasts all day long <laughs> but it doesn't work like that so working a nine to five got me a kid and a wife and it's a thing but just getting a little a little intimate with you guys, but I'm just saying it is uh it is nice to have people who are uh supporters and have been listening more importantly than any of the money and stuff. It's just cool to have people who are along this ride with me so with that being said, if you are a new person, you should click whatever it is that you have to click to be notified when a new episode comes on. This is I just started telling people to do this like two episodes ago. Apparently, it's something you're supposed to do. So I'm only going to explain myself like two more episodes. And then I'm just going to be like, yeah, family, you need to go ahead and click subscribe to my shit. Whether you're listening on YouTube or you're listening on Spotify or Apple, I think Apple, they have a rating system. I don't know if they do that for the podcast. I'm not sure. I'm kind of far removed from Apple products. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, so at the beginning of this episode, you heard a little clip from this dude, okay? Now, I'm not trying to be like on no journalist shit, but this is just something that I have been hearing about for the past year. And technically, the way that it kind of sounds is it sounds like something that I've been hearing about, like, forever. Like, or since I first got into any kind of conspiracy theories. Now, I'm talking about, like, when we were younger, Loose Change, whatever it was that you watched or that you heard something about. Hopefully, you got into it when you were younger so it didn't consume you as an adult. But anyway, it's kind of like if you people like you know like people who are older and they smoke weed for the first time and they're like free for some reason now and they're like oh yeah like they become the most annoying people about smoking weed like they're like yeah bro like I've got I've got all my gear like I've got all my gear in a box right here man and it's like there's no problem with you having all your 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 finalia in a box or anything and having it you know all spiff and span but why do you feel obligated to tell me about it like you know what i'm saying and this is coming from a guy i've never had you know in my younger years i never had uh, any of my shit all perfectly put together i didn't own my own pipe (laughs) but i digress it's the same way uh, with people in conspiracy theories, if they didn't weren't into that shit at all or didn't pay no attention to that shit when they were like younger, and they get into it in their like mid to late twenties, you already know what kind of homeboy I'm talking about. It might be some of y'all. I mean, no offense, just you know, people who are like Kool Aid, like flat Earth, you know, like I don't know, all that crazy shit, lizard people, like. But okay, I say it's crazy. Everybody has their their rationalities for everything. But I'm I'm just saying there's some people who get too far off in it. Unfortunately, in today's day and age, it has crossed over. Like I think that I've heard like it is it is we are now if this was a simulation, 
this is like think about in your dreams where everything just kind of meshes together and you're like how does this make sense with this it's like you would never see batman like fight iron man well somebody killed both of them and now here you know like like master chief came in and killed both of them that's how across the universes the universes have crossed i'm sound like i'm being crazy but I'm just saying, there's so much shit going on right now in the world that it's like, what? Okay, there's this guy. I think I thought his name was Claude Schwab, but it's Claus Schwab. And it says, he says, we, we can, okay. This is a thing called the Great Reset. I'm going to give you the, the bullshit Shane definition. I'm going to read a few things for you. I know it's annoying when I read, but I just want to talk about what it is I have to read. But the Great Reset is more or less where the literally the real life global stakeholders, the elitist in our world, like this is a real thing that these guys go and they literally shift the axis of what is going on in society globally like. They're like, we're, like, they're talking about redoing stuff with all of the social system. Okay. I'm just telling you, this is that, that is what the great reset is. It is like a, is an uncomprehendable thing almost. Only in like an Alex Jones video in the early 2000s would you hear some shit like this. But let me be fair, because I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but it doesn't, it's terrifying. It is absolutely fucking terrifying. But it might not. It might not be so bad. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. I don't know. We'll talk about it in a minute. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna read this. This little paragraph for you. There are many reasons to pursue the Great Reset, but the most urgent is COVID-19. Having already led to hundreds of thousands of deaths, the pandemic represents one of the worst public health health crises. In recent history, and with casualties still mounting in the many, in many parts of the world, it is far from over. This will have serious long-term consequences for economic growth, public debt, employment, and human well-being. According to the Financial Times, global government debt has already reached its highest level in peacetime. Moreover, unemployment is skyrocketing in many countries. In the U.S., for example, one in four workers have filed for unemployment since mid-March. With new weekly claims far above historic highs, the International Monetary Fund expects the world economy to shrink by 3% this year, a downgrade grade from six six point three percentage points in just four months god holy shit all of this will exacerbate the climate and social crisis that were already underway some countries have already used the COVID-19 crisis as an excuse to weaken environmental protections and enforcement. The frustrations over social ills like rising inequality, U.S. billionaires' combined wealth has increased during the crisis, are intensifying. I don't know if I worded that right, but... Left unaddressed, these crises together with COVID-19 will deepen and leave the world even less sustainable, less equal, and more fragile... Incre and more fragile incremental measures and ad hoc fixes will not suffice to prevent this scenario we must build entirely new foundations for our economic and social systems 
The level of cooperation and ambition this implies is unprecedented. But it is not some impossible dream. In fact, one silver lining of the pandemic is that it has shown how quickly we can make radical changes to our lifestyles almost instantly. The crisis forced businesses and individuals to abandon practices long claimed to be essential from frequent air travel to working in an office. Likewise, populations have overwhelmingly shown a willingness to make sacrifices for the sake of health care and other essential workers and vulnerable populations, such as the elderly, and many companies have stepped up to support their workers, customers, and local communities in a shift towards kind of stakeholder capitalism to which they had previously paid lip service. Okay, I could, it, the, the thing goes on for a really long time, but... If you're still with me, you're a trooper because I, I'm trying to practice my reading, but I, you know I'm not good at stopping in the middle of it. I digress. Anyway, it's like okay. So let's just say we go and we we switch all this up and we change everything, whatever it is that they're proposing. Like. You know, in the clip in the beginning, he says we, we're going to have to get re ready, prepare for a mo much more angry world, like an angrier world. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why? Like, <laughs> I know, it, I know it sounds dumb, but like, why, man? I'm not. I'm also not. You know, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying to myself, like, damn, like that sucks. Like, what was the I mean, we could get into some kind of deep philosophical reasoning, but, like, why the hell did we have to be born in this day and age? Like, maybe it's going to just continue to get worse for, like, another hundred years or something like that, just gradually, like, but still, like, we, I mean, maybe, I, I can't speak to what it was like in, you know, World War Two, World War One. I. I don't know what that was like. So people who are there's some people I guess that are still alive from uh World War Two. I mean, yeah. Uh but like for the most part, most of the people that are alive on the planet were not alive back then. Like we don't know what that was like. Like first hand emotional, like whatever it may be, trauma, like uh hardship. We don't know what that was like. I mean, to be fair, we're not really in that bad of a spot now, but I'm just trying – obviously, we are in that bad of a spot, but I'm just saying like to think about it. We're not living in you know, third we're – not, we're not leaving our third world country to go across the ocean to get to another piece of the land – or a whole big-ass landmass to go thousands of miles to cross – a border that we may not actually be able to cross. All of which we probably had to do on foot or smuggled inside of a vehicle with how, God knows how many other people. I mean, I don't know. But clearly that that is a problem across the rest of the world. Like I hate when I hear these big fucking like mysterious old men talk about like the debt like the debt ceiling the global debt i'm like what who do we owe like uh, it's like it's like a math problem gone wrong whenever they talk about the financial system i think to, but you know what's crazy is my answer to that every time is always like well why can't they just reset it so when I hear these things 
like these, I would encourage you to do, obviously do your own research on what the great reset is. I'm not, I'm not here to say whether it's bad or good. I think that it sounds incredibly nefarious, but in the same breath, what do I know? I mean, there's like anytime you've ever seen a movie or you've ever seen a show where people were in the future just living their lives. They were living their lives happy just like it would be if it was a modern TV show. I'm not saying we should look to the television for our, you know, to figure out what the future is going to be like. But I'm just saying, like, things could advance in a way that obviously we're not – it's just so fast. Like, you know, like – I say like way too many times. A hundred years ago, right now, would be like witchcraft, like just absolute devilry, like or what – you name it. You know what I'm saying? And probably like nihilistic people would be the ones who would be the most inter- – well, maybe not. That was probably not a good way to look at it. I'm sure there's curious people. But like so many people would be terrified by laptops and TVs and Xboxes and, you know – cell phones and airplanes and uh, maybe not a hundred years ago but you know 400 years ago there was civilized societies in 400 years ago and they would definitely still they would certainly be tweaking out about the shit that we have i mean it's pretty crazy but with that being said that's why i say that it's almost like instead of it being like a gradual trip Across the, you know, the universe, it's like jumping into a black hole and hoping for the best. It's the speed of which the change is what they're trying to have happen across the entire world. You literally turn on your television. I mean, probably not your television, but if you, if you want to see it, you can see it. They are rioting all over the world right now. I wouldn't necessarily say rioting. They are protesting. And then there's people, you know, people are tripping about the lockdowns. Like when we talk about horrible shit in America, like there are people like really losing their shit about lockdowns overseas. We definitely – we have – our biggest issues are always shit that we have put on – bestow on one another. It's never it, – honestly, the stuff that the government does it doesn't have shit on what we do to each other. I'm not saying that the government doesn't have their uh, puppet master fingers – playing a role in that but still it's still us (laughs) that are just raging against each other for some reason or it's usually something really petty but it means the fucking world to whoever it is that's trying to stand up for it and it's like we've we're starting to build ourselves up in such a way that it's like uh you know there's no willingness for people to compromise which i always come back to that but uh, it always needs to be something to consider, but yeah, the, the global the global economic forum. These people are the Davos group. Uh, I think they might be two separate entities, but nonetheless, maybe the Davos group uh, is the main proprietor of or the main payer forer of the World Economic Forum. But I'm not entirely sure of that. Uh, like I said, I'm. I'm not a journalist, but that's something that I've been hearing about for a long time, and I think that people should be aware of it. I don't know. I probably am not the person that's going to be, uh, you know, ushering in the Great Reset. 
nor will I be the one actually capable of pushing it out the door. So I'm just along for the ride and hoping for the best. Though, I will say, lately I have been highly considering different countries to move to. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily... The, it's not necessarily like I'm going to do that, but you know, you people can have the dreams. I'm pretty sure, like at some point, I had the dream pre-COVID even of like, hmm, I wonder if we just moved somewhere else. Like, what if you could find a way to be self-sustainable, as in, like you you have a job where you can more or less work from wherever. Like, if you did media somehow, huh, 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 huh? Need more donors for that. Speaking of which. If you made it this far, you're awesome. You're probably somewhat interested in the conversation I'm having. So if you would be interested in uh, supporting the cause uh, financially, you can do that. Um, it's uh, You can send it to Cash App. That's Organic Poison. Uh, but Poison has one O. So P-O-I-S-N at Cash App. Or you can send it to paypal.com slash Shane is O, and the email for that is Shane Earl O. And that's going to be S H A N E A R S H A N E E A R A Shane Earl O at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Everybody thinks about moving somewhere else at some point anyway. So, like, what if we just. Decided to load up our shit, sell all of our shit, and move to a different country. And I've been trying to figure out, like, where the best places to move to. And obviously it's a pipe dream. You know, uh, retirement goals maybe. Uh, my kid can go to college here and he can grow up to hate me because I'm just a normal, boring, old white man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get it because he's my kid. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the other night I did a Google search. A Google search for I, I do a show called Toxic Tunes and Trends on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com, 9 p.m. every Thursday night. And I had a conversation about the. Uh, Top 10, or it was the top 21 worst rock bands of all time, or most hated rock bands of all time. And, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty bad. It was funny, but of course you can already assume since, you know, Nickelback was definitely at the top of the list. And I looked at a couple of other lists, and Nickelback was at the top of all of them. And my feelings got hurt because Creed was on one of those lists. And I was like, damn, bro, what the hell? Like, they used to hate on Creed, kind of. Like, it was always like a love-hate relationship. Like, I love Creed. Ah, it's fun to make fun of Creed. Then, it, as an adult, I'm like, dude, Creed slaps. Home and now, I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking, maybe six feet, it's so far down. Shout out to Jonathan May. Jonathan May really likes Creed, but I figured tonight... I uh, would look up best places to move to. Top 10. I don't have a guest. You guys will have to forgive me. Uh, I've, I've been working on new music, so I'm just going to sprinkle that out there. And it's coming out soon. So 
whenever it comes out, along with this podcast. I would like it if you shared it with people. If you enjoy what you hear, please feel free to share with all of your compadres, your peers, your coworkers, your mother, your daughter, your son. Probably don't want to give this podcast to your daughter, but still, you can tell a lot of people about it. There's a lot of people that you see that you could tell. A lot of people that you know. You could share it. It's not going to hurt you. And if you're listening on Deviant Behavior Radio, shout out to you. Uh, the best countries to move to in 2021. Wow, of course. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is a, this is a lie, but okay. Number eight is Vietnam. Okay, there might be a good reason to move to Vietnam. Let's see. If British, if British speaking and comfortable isn't for you, you desire a new start, completely different surroundings, and if you want to give your career a boost, Vietnam is an excellent choice. Okay, well, I, I don't care about that. I'm just going to go down the list. <laughs> uh, Vietnam is on the list. I, I don't know. Maybe Vietnam is popping. I, last I heard, they weren't, but the last I heard was in the 70s. So, I don't know. And then number seven is Australia. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you've paid attention to the uh, your aunt or you know your whoever it is that you're friends with that's trying to make everyone wake up, but Australia is going ape shit right now. <laughs> there's like videos of cops like beating the shit out of women. Uh, there's like videos of dudes beating the shit out of cops. It's pretty wild. That's lot back to what I was talking about earlier. It's a little bit about the lockdowns, but. Uh, if you if you get bored, if if you don't want to get into the deep dive of the Great Reset, just take you five minutes and look up some shit that's going on in Australia. That'll be more than enough to get you uh, get your jollies rolling. Um, New Zealand, apparently, there's no COVID there, so I don't know. It's pretty close to Australia, so I don't, but I haven't seen anything about people in New Zealand getting buck wild. I've all, but. It's not just about that. If it, let's take all that away. Australia would definitely be a dope place to live. If you take away all the woes in the world with you know, anything political or anything regarding the virus, like let's just take the virus out of the equation. Um, I still probably wouldn't be signing up to go to Vietnam if you took out the virus, but <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm not trying to be a hater of Vietnam. I just thought I thought that that place was like wrecked. But shame on me. Someone can correct me in the comment section that I don't have. Uh, but yeah, Australia, cool place. I don't know. I don't know how big it is. They say it's huge, but they also say there's a bunch of stuff there that can kill you. My wife says that she's got a friend that's like, "What the hell are you talking about? Like y'all have bears and like other shit that we have that they're terrified of." So maybe it's kind of like if you're there long enough, you're not as spooked by it, or you realize it's whatever. Something – I really do wish that kangaroos had a better reputation. I've heard that kangaroos, <laughs> they be throwing them fucking fists. They will bust down on your ass, and I don't want no smoke with no kangaroos. I do not – I don't want to sm no smoke with no body, much less a kangaroo if they're about to knock my ass out. That sounds crazy. But they got other little shits that walk around around there too. But – Number five, I don't, I don't know if I'd be down with this just because, uh, Canada. It's like, with Canada, to me, it's like the same thing with Mexico, which Mexico has, you know, obviously other reasons, I guess, that are more threatening, but they say there's places in Mexico you can live where that's not a problem. I don't know though, as far as cartels and shit, but, uh, Canada for me is 
like it's just it's not far enough away for me to have to deal with being that cold <laughs> like it's like if america's like right the only places you can really just like survive in canada to live like a, a semi-normal human being i feel like it's too close to the the u.s border that it's like ah it wasn't really worth it. Should have stayed in Mississippi where it was fucking hot and humid and I'm getting eaten by mosquitoes every day of my life. Love bugs. But they don't have love bugs in Toronto. But you motherfuckers don't have love bugs in Toronto. So we got all the love down here in the south. We're hoarding it away. And we're obviously not sharing any of it. Um, number four is Finland. Um, okay. I don't know much about Finland. Uh, I've heard of Finland's, I guess, like their soccer team. Maybe they went hard and like the, uh, you know, track and f- they definitely, I, you don't hear no shit about Finland running the fastest. They might be good swimmers. I'm not sure, but then there, I can assure you there is no Finnish man or woman that has beaten anybody in the top three in the Olympics hauling ass. Uh, but you know, maybe they're more of like a, uh, what is that? A winter sports person or team. They get on the skis and they go and like shoot the guns and shit, the little 22s, BBs, whatever, and they ski down. <laughs> I bet Finland kicks ass at curling. I mean, you never know who like any of those guys are. Like, they're just these dudes that you just assume don't speak and exclusively like do, I don't know, seances or something. <laughs> like, the way they so, so smoothly just. I remember being so fascinated with that as a kid. The 2000 Olympics, for me, when I watched that, I was like, wow, wow. But I was a young kid, so I didn't know. Anyway, number three, Singapore. Yeah, that one to me sounds crazy too. But the reason why I say it sounds crazy is because whenever I think of Singapore, for some reason I think of like opium. So, like, I feel like at one point in time, maybe there was a bunch of people there with, like, opium problems. But, like, I don't know. Like, this picture they have on here of Singapore looks fucking awesome. Like, it looks like the coolest place to be. I mean, it's a, it, it only became an independent. It only became independent. It's a young country. It only became independent in 1965 and has turned itself into a global hub of business over the past couple of decades. Look, I'm not a fucking businessman. I don't know nothing about that. The openness to outside investment has created an inclusive urban culture that anyone who's familiar with big city, with a big city will slot right into. The thriving city state of around 5.8 million is one of the smallest countries in the world. Less than half the size of London, meaning you can get to know it in no time. Look, I'm not moving there, so fuck you. I ain't moving to no fucking Singapore. You got me fucked up. I don't know what you think. We're, we ain't moving to no Singapore. That's for fucking yuppies. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I used to think that I, maybe it used, maybe it's kind of like the Vietnam thing. Maybe it's, it's, it's popping now, but it wasn't popping then. But, or maybe they want you to literally move to somewhere that's like within like a 30 block radius is all fine and dandy if you live in a skyscraper, but outside of that is like third world. 
Which, I mean, to be fair, I'm not trying to shit on the third world. I'm just saying, I'm like, I don't live there now. I'd rather not move to there. Uh, number two is Spain. Uh, you know, I mean, I feel like Spain's probably been on that list for a while. Like, you don't ever hear anything crazy about them. I mean, obviously, every, I'm sure if I, I paid more attention to world news and not just the stuff that was directly related to anything going on to the main shit that I'm paying attention to, uh, if I would do a little bit more inspecting, there, Spain's probably got a lot more going on than I think. Like, I hadn't even thought about Italy outside of like watching a movie where they're in Venice, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like without seeing something like that before the pandemic, I hadn't even thought about Italy in so long. But, you know, Spain, hmm, I don't know. Maybe I'd move to Spain. I, don't, I mean, I, I can't say I have. I'm a little upset that, like, I haven't been convinced to move to Ireland. Like, that's not on here at all. Or Scotland. But, but, number one is Switzerland. Switzerland looks cool as hell, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it makes me think of, like, if the Game of Thrones world, like, just kept going, that's what it would look like. Which, I guess, might be kind of what happened or what that was supposed to be i don't know a pre a prequel to old europe back when europe had dragons because that was a thing europe did have dragons um dragging these nuts <laughs> just joking um but i don't know i can't say that uh i can't say that i know much about switzerland i can't say that i wouldn't move there if i was going to move to a different country, obviously I'm going to have to be willing to adapt, which is actually kind of exciting. It's like, let's just say right now, like with my thought process of it, how much, because like I said, I was thinking, I thought about that a good bit, you know, off and on before the pandemic. But after this past like two years, I've had so much time to think of even more of a reason why I would like to just get out of the like just be completely out of whatever this cycle is and just see like if I can just live different and simpler and be have different interests and focus on just my family and whatever. But I'd like how what, what I'm not going to I'm not moving to uh Ireland to become, you know, a uh bag boy at the grocery store. I, I don't think I'm quite at refugee status to, you know, just get hooked up with something pretty sick. I also don't know that Switzerland is accepting refugees. I would also like to say that I'm pretty sure – I can't remember if it's Switzerland or who it is. But apparently one of those countries, they will terminate your pregnancy if you're if they know that your child has Down syndrome. That's crazy. Now, I mean obviously nobody like expects that to happen, but like I would hate to move to a country like that. Like, are people not getting buck wild over some shit like that? I'd be like, bro, what? I mean, I feel like that would be something to get mad about if we were all getting out in the streets and getting mad about something. It's like, hey, you're like, because that goes beyond the whole, like, okay, depends however you feel about abortion. It's like, that goes beyond that conversation because that's saying that the government is saying you have to terminate your child. <laughs> that's crazy. It's one thing for I mean, okay, it's one thing for people to have the conversation about what's right and wrong about choosing to have an abortion. 
I see the conversation there. But I don't see where the government should be like, oh, well, there's something wrong with your kids, so <laughs> we're going to kill it. I mean, once upon a time in China, it was the something wrong was if your child was a girl, I believe. Either like you have the child and you have, you have to give it up for adoption or it was like the child has to be like aborted. I can't remember. I mean, but that was a thing. And that's why apparently there's so many dudes in uh, China. And for the longest time, I believe they had it where you could only have like one or two kids. And if you try to have more, like they either you either had to put them up. I can't remember if it was put them up for adoption or you had to get them aborted or you had to get your tubes tied or what it was. And that was their way. <laughs> that was their way of trying to uh, stop people from reproducing because I guess they felt the need for population control. I mean, I don't know that they would call it that, but. I've always wondered why people don't – why no, no civilization, which it might have. I've never looked it up, and I'm not really good at typing and talking. But has there ever been like mandatory euthanization of like old people? I mean let's see. Mandatory euthanizing. Euthanizing. Okay, here we go. Mandatory euthanizing. Involuntary euthanization. For a person who would be able to provide informed consent, but okay, that's not. Netherlands backs... Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, Netherlands, BBC News. The Dutch government has approved plans to allow euthanization. Euth okay, you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying. For terminally ill children aged between 1 and 12. On Tuesday, Health Minister Hugo de Jong said the rule change would prevent some children from suffering hopelessly and unbearably. Oh my god. It is, oh my god, euthanization is currently legal in the Netherlands for children older than 12 with mandatory consent from the patient and their parents. It is also legal for babies up to a year old with, pater with paternal, parental consent. But there is no provision for those aged between 1 and 12 who are terminally ill. What? That is crazy, dude. 12 years old? Can you imagine taking a child up and getting them axed any time between the age of 1 and 12? That's crazy. I didn't realize that when I was talking shit just a minute ago. The issue has proven extremely controversial and has triggered uh, no shit and has triggered months of debate in the four-party ruling coalition government. There has also been strong opposition from conservative Christian parties. No way. You would have never thought that, huh? Of course. There should be – I feel like there should be a strong opposition from all the different parties as well, but clearly not. It says, but following the government's approval of the plans, Mr. Deng Xiaoping, uh said he would draft new regulations for the practice. He said a study – 
He said a study by experts had noted a need for the rule change. The study shows that there is a need for an active termination of life among doctors and parents of un- incurable Ill ch- incurably ill children who are suffering hopelessly and unbearably and will die within the foreseeable future. Mr. De Jong said in a letter to Parliament. He added that the study showed around 5 in 10 children a year would be affected by the rule change. The current laws would not need to be changed, the health minister said, but the doctors, but doctors would be exempt from prosecution for carrying out an approved euthanasia on someone in this age range. Y'all gotta look that up. (laughs) That's on BBC. So, I mean, it says it's the Netherlands. It's a rule. It's a thing. It's actually popping off in the Netherlands. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I just, I don't know. I mean, as as a parent, no. I definitely could not do that. But let's just look at it from like a standpoint of being like, damn, my kid's all fucked up. <laughs> my kid's, my kid's all fucked up, man. So I'm going to go let them put her, put them down, essentially. I'm going to let them put my kid down. You, man, that type of person, I don't know. If that's your shit, fuck you.